This is Luke Walton Talks Lakers. I'm Jonathan Gilley, and joining us as always from our studio in Los Angeles, it's Luke, Coach Walton. What up, Coach? What up, John? How you been, man? It's been a little I'm good. It's been a little bit, but that's what the offseason's for. Yes. So resting, relaxing. Honestly, it's I'm in the Bay Area, and it's been really, really hot, so I'm just trying <laughs> to stay cool. I'm trying and, to stay cool. And, man, the Lakers are trying to stay cool, too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We uh, finally have some very interesting news to talk about with uh, our uh, roster changes. Yeah, so we're going to be talking a little bit about the additions of Rondo. Mm. Uh, welcome back. <laughs> another, another welcome back. DeAndre Jordan uh, and yeah. Marcus All update and more. Yeah, so the the roster's locking in, and boy, is it interesting. Yes. <laughs> I want to thank all of our followers for joining us. We're going to dig into this very shortly. Please subscribe to our pod on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're enjoying the pod, please share it with your friends and throw us a comment. That is the best way for us to grow one-on-one, you know what I'm saying? Luke Walton Talks Lakers is part of the Basketball Podcast Network, so be sure to check out the other great shows on the network if you're a little curious about other teams, how they're feeling, local stuff. TBPN and follow us on social media at LukeWaltonTalksLakers.com. Thank you, Luke. All right, so let's jump into a quick round of in or out. <clears throat> so let's get us started with an easy one, I think. Yeah, man. Uh, Luke, in or out, signing Rajon Rondo. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in too. I'm in too. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna get crazy on this one. No. We'll we'll talk we'll talk more about why and the role that we see later on the pod, but yes. for now, I'm in. Yes. In. Uh, Luke, in or out? Rondo's brother is not welcome to the Lakers facilities. In man, we got we got our Max guy versus a vet men guy. I, I'm taking Russell Westbrook's side at this point. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't barber? care. Is he a barber? He's a barber. So I don't care how win guys over. I don't really. You know? I don't. I don't. I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth the risk. <laughs> Do you remember? I mean, Team Rondo was, was like serious. cursing out babies. Yeah, it was serious. He was cursing out women and children on the sidelines because of whatever Doe's brother said. So let's just have him steer clear of the UCLA Health Center. All right, this one's for you, John. Uh, signing DeAndre Jordan. Out! 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 I'm shouting it from the rooftops. And I swear, I think my wife just freaked out. <laughs> yeah, she's, like, what the hell? she's like, "Why is he shouting?" The dogs barking, uh, whole neighborhood shaking. I'm out, but we'll talk about it more because because uh, it's I'm having a hard time defending my position to be honest. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm in. I know you are. You and not everyone just, else not on just, Instagram. No, no, no. Not just to be contrarian. Not just for the casual fan reasons. You want to know the real reason why I'm in? It'll be why? simple, quick. Okay. Now we're not going to do this in the middle of the damn season. Ah, uh, okay, okay. We were okay. going to sign a big man who was slow and cut from somebody else's team. <laughs> it was going to happen. We do it every year. And we were going to have to go through the pain of, of working him out of the lineup right before the playoffs. Yes, without ha- like giving them like 35 <laughs> minutes a game to zero instead of the normal actual Frank Vogel role of you are JaVale McGee now. Okay, DeAndre so instead Jordan. of delaying the inevitable, exactly. we're just... All right. That's all right. I'm in on that. <laughs> I'm in on that. Uh, all right. Hey, last one. Um, yeah. And then we're going to say goodbye as well yeah. to our friend. But Luke, in or out on choosing to not uh, bring back Jared Dudley. You know, I'm 619 out. friend. I know. I'm out. I, you know, San Diego runs deep on this show. That's how, that's where John and I yep. are both from. Yep. Uh, love me some Jared Dudley. Would have loved to see him on the coaching staff. It's just sad to see him go. Yeah. I mean, this one's kind of a bummer. He, 
kind of threw some shade on his way out, which is a little weird. Like mm, he, he I didn't know made that. some he made some comments about like I, I told I told Rob that you need you need this kind of presence in the locker room, you need mm. this kind of presence on the bench, whatever. And then like the next day we signed Rondo. <laughs> 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 it was like Thanks for the advice, my man. Yeah, I was like, hey, yeah. thanks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I guess my only we still have another roster spot, so I don't think it could have hurt to have him back. I guess the only thing is like I, I, I guess everybody on the roster right now could play like a minute or two in a game if they really needed to. And I don't know if you could say that for Dudley at this point. Well, yeah. I mean, he. that's why I said I'm sad we on didn't the sign staff. him to the yeah. coaching staff. I completely yeah. understand the idea of not signing him to the roster. Particularly yeah. because I like as sad, as messed up as this is, because I really like Dudley. I'm not trying to throw shade at him at this, at this point in time. But having no one in that spot is better than Dudley. <laughs> because then you can get a buyout guy. You can absorb somebody that's being cut or whatever, you know. Well, okay, but here's the real thing. And we're going to get into this with Mark in a second. Um, a one-year vet minimum contract mm-hmm. would have cost us oh with the um, tax the whole let's see with the salary cap you're having to pay the tax like 6.8 million dollars dang dang something like that like yeah. almost seven million dollars yeah so that's i mean that's why it's because mm-hmm. dudley doesn't just cost the the 2.7 vet men he costs like seven million in luxury tax yeah which so. is which is the same reason why we didn't sign alex caruso even though i don't agree with that Yes. The, the idea of Alex Caruso being a $30 million player is <laughs> <laughs> a little much. But at the same time, I think we should have still kept him, like, eat that. Yes. Yeah. And I, either way, Dudley, you're a champion. You're a Laker for life. Yeah, Laker for we love life. love you. Absolutely. Hope to see you in San Diego. Dude. I'll buy you a burrito. Hell I'll yeah. buy you a beer. You don't know me. I don't know you. But if I see you, I'll buy you a burrito and we'll we'll kick it. Yeah, man. Or not. Maybe you'll take it and walk away because you don't know me. And yeah. That's cool, too. Exactly. But, we love you. Either way, burrito. Yes. Uh, Luke, we have another farewell. This one, I think, is a, is a little... Uh, Bittersweet. A little saltier. But also... Yeah, kind a of, little sweet. Kind of, kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, I'm sorry. We need to say farewell to Marcus All. Yes. After one this season. This is tough. Because um, we... we we saw the promise there in the way that it oh, could have worked yes. last season. Oh, yes. And it did work last season. I was still looking season. forward to it. Yes, it yeah. did. It absolutely did. Yeah. So this weekend, uh, the Lakers traded Marcus Gasol and a 2024 second round pick to the Memphis Grizzlies uh, for the draft rights to Wang Zilin, who is uh, like a uh, CBA like MVP, the MVP. CBA MVP, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. but part, he's part, not part, he's not coming. He's not part of the reason is that he's a seven footer in the CBA. <laughs> yeah, I I, I read I did a little bit of scouting on this dude today. Apparently uh, he, he 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 like he would be good. He could play in the NBA. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, he could play in the um, NBA. But he's he's at he's not best a, a backup, <laughs> probably a best a third string center. Yeah, the, but, but he's in not, the he's NBA, not like that's he's the, not yeah, he's not yeah he's not coming. That he just changed teams apparently and is very happy there. No, so, he, he, he like drops like 50 in China, but it's yeah. like when you watch those highlights, it's like, dude, it's just because the people are small, man. Like, this isn't even fair. <laughs> That's at least my take on it. Yeah. Like, it had, it was like, none of it was like, oh, wow. Like, what fundamentals? What, it was shot making? What, it was well, like, no, he's just like bullying little, little. Didn't we, didn't we bring a guy over from the CBA like a couple years ago? We it had, was, and uh, it was kind of the same. He was a little older. He was like towards the end of his career. 
it was kind of the same story. It was like, yeah. whoa, look at this guy. And then he got here and was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, our league is is better. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, not that I didn't know that, but I'm just saying, like... Yeah, I know. All right, I know, enough about a guy that's never going to play on the Lakers. Um, so, I just a couple things about this trade that I think are interesting that I want to get into before yeah, we talk yeah, about Mark hit specifically. Hit me. So, for one, I think there's a nice sentiment to the idea of, you know, letting him go to Memphis to finish mm-hmm. off his career. Mm-hmm. The same way it started by getting traded by the Lakers. That's, to what, that's what I find funny. That's what I was yes. alluding to before. Yes. Mark Gasol, originally drafted by the Lakers, traded to Memphis, and then for the end of his career to be retired, traded from the Lakers to Memphis. Yes. That's funny. Yes. And apparently they're going to work out um, uh-huh. some kind of like buyout so that he can go to Spain. And I don't know if he'll play, okay. but so that he can, you know, I think retire. Also, for- yet another buyout with the Lakers situation. There have been so many of teams either being traded to Memphis, getting bought out and then signed by the Lakers, or the Lakers tr- dumping to Memphis and then getting bought out. Yeah, I mean, it's like, Harrison it's like Fagan people, did yeah. like a whole breakdown on this for, for uh, Laker SBN or whatever. Um, so Farm team, baby. Yeah, basically. So here's the thing. This, this, what this, so it, this saves us 10 million roughly okay. uh, in luxury tax. Yeah. And that's because it's a $2.7 million vet minimum times about four because of where we are with the luxury tax. Crazy times four. Yeah. And the, the, the Eric Pincus was explaining this on Twitter. If it's a one year vet min, the cap, it's only 1.7 for luxury tax per tax purposes, but because okay. this was a two year, it's yep. the full 2.7. So this will save us about $10 million in luxury tax. This does not save us any cap space. We're still over the cap, still in the luxury tax. So this doesn't mean we can go spend $10 million on a new player. Yeah, I wish, but it does it, save us a roster spot, right? Y- yeah. Yeah. But it's just, we, it saves us cash. Yeah. Effectively. Yeah. But like by, by getting, what, what I'm trying to say is by getting draft rights rather than an actual player in return. Yes. Yes. Now you've opened up a roster spot. Correct. Correct. Um, there was some reporting that we could have just sent them cash instead of the second round pick. Hmm. And so there were some some, some kind of naysayers weird. who were like, why would you give up a pick if you could have just sent cash? Mm-hmm. But I, I think you're seeing like the Lakers are prioritizing cash at the moment, which is interesting. But then again, they do have like three dudes that are making super max. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. Like, again, we've talked about yeah. this is the bus family's business. Yeah. So, you know, while they certainly have other backers and other ownership people and groups and AG and all that kind of stuff. Like the buses don't have some other mm-hmm. like, you know, tech business that's funding bankrolling this whole thing. Like, right. And also it hasn't been a particularly great year with yes. concessions and your staple center lease and all that nonsense. Correct. At the same time though, it's not my money. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I, I want them to spend, but at the same time, somebody like Mark, you know, I, I wanted to see him on this team, but I think, my central takeaway is that this tips the hand very heavily in terms of what Frank Vogel really wants to do. And DeAndre Jordan just like throws the hand and like broadcasts it on a jumbotron. <laughs> <laughs> we want to be big. Yeah. <laughs> we want to yeah. be physical. We want lobs. Yeah, we want to want to own the paint. So all right, so he, uh, Frank Vogel hates Stritz Biggs. So here's the thing. I, I, 
I saw, um, I think it was Bill Orem said this, so I want to give credit where credit is due. Yeah. But the, his point was that like, this is all Drummond's fault. <laughs> I don't know about that. Sorry. Let me let me let me phrase that. that a little a little a little more carefully. <laughs> this is all like dominoes falling okay. from okay. what the team did with Andre Drummond, right? To your point, we go and sign this guy mid-season mm-hmm. and say, "Hey Mark, it doesn't matter that you've been great for us and that when we've all been together and healthy, we're rolling and our starting lineup is the best in the NBA. We're benching you for this clown and good luck. You might not play anymore. But let me like put it in the and framework. That basically set this in motion that Mark was like, well, I'm not here to be back up to some unsophisticated baller. <laughs> I, but I have a problem with the premise. Okay. It's not Drummond's fault. It is the fault of, Frank Vogel and then oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no Ray- I was no, saying no, 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 that on, to be I was saying that to be a jerk it it no one said sorry or Orem is not saying it's Drummond's fault I I am taking liberty with that I, I understand but what, I, what I'm what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to I'm trying to paint a more broad philosophical perspective of what both okay. Palinka and Vogel probably feel about basketball as evidenced okay. by Russell Westbrook as as evidenced by DeAndre Jordan is and as evidenced by this whole Gasol debacle okay I don't think it was about Gasol. I think it was about the style of play. I think that I think that Palinka might have been like, oh, I wonder what it would be like, you know, a talented stretch five and whatever. And then the way that it was playing out on the court in terms of not having a, a big that can play the sort of drop coverage that even JaVale was playing, where it's like in the same way that Dwight Howard was playing and the same way that we're anticipating DeAndre Jordan more or less will be able to play. I, I mean, I'm not was, anticipating him playing at all. So <laughs> yeah, I, okay, I completely disagree. I think he's our starting center. Um, what? Yes. Oh shit. Okay, we're we're, we're going to save that for later. But I do. This might be the craziest thing you've ever said. We'll, we'll, we'll wait. I'm let, not let, saying we'll get he should we'll get be our say, starting yeah, center. We'll, I'm saying I okay. think he will be our starting center. Oh my god. I'm serious. Okay. I'm, all right. All right. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, what I'm tr- to to I'm trying to frame that conversation because that's where we're going to get too deeper yeah. in the show and that's like yeah. that's the meat of this whole thing and the marcus Saul stuff to me informs that entire position so that's what i'm trying to do i'm trying to set the stage for yeah. that deandre jordan conversation God. okay frank vogel it. frank vogel likes drop coverages he likes no roller behind drop coverages not the kind of hedging perimeter defense that gasol was playing they also like somebody that provides vertical spacing which gasol does not provide he yeah. provides three points he can't get off the ground so for those reasons, he swats I think a lot were, of low. I think they a lot were out of, of him. But I think they were out on him like from wow. early last season. Like analytics be damned out on yeah, him. I was going to say analytics be damned because the analytics are no. not out on no, him. No, I know. The analytics I know. paint a very different picture. And I'm with you. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to distance myself a little bit here from like what I'm seeing. Yeah, like, no, I, I get what you're saying. You're not and, and advocating I, for this. You're you're trying to put yourself in their shoes and right. figure out like why they're making this decision. But and, and the Russell Westbrook trade fits in like a glove to this kind of theory of I, I don't care about three-point shots yeah 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 and it's it's, it's a kind of exciting too to me because it's like it's it's almost it almost feels like how the warriors felt when it was just like they're spamming threes and it's this exciting new kind of basketball and then to like go for the this this upcoming lakers team goes all the way in the other direction yeah and like, a, we are yeah. all pressure on the rim i dare you to put five guys in the paint <laughs> It's like, and they will. Well, they will. Yeah, we're going to see how that goes. And when half our team is hurt, 
midway through the season. Oh, I hope not. From contact injuries. Um, all right. Anyways, sorry, thank you, Gasol. Gasol. We're sorry for the We're year sorry. you had with us. Yeah. I really wish we could have gotten you that championship. Me too. Uh, I mean, you have. He has. He one, has another one. Could have yeah. gotten you one with the Lakers. I know. I'm and, not and cool good. with how all this good. all went down. I, to be either. clear, this is no, the I'm biggest okay. blemish. Like this, this and Caruso are like the biggest blemishes for me mm-hmm. with with kind of this roster and and the Palinka era. And mm-hmm. I, I do think that if the LeBron AD era only nets us one championship, oh, that's that's a failure. These are the things that I will point to to say, like, here's where clearly their decision making was off. The Caruso thing fits into my premise as well. I know it does. It, it's saying that point of attack doesn't matter that much because really all you're trying to do is funnel, which Caruso yeah, was the yeah. lead at. Yes. But the whole thing is is saying Anthony Davis is going to cover up for whatever perimeter defender. So it's not worth spending all that money on a perimeter defender. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll, we're going to get into DeAndre. Jordan I'm not sure if it's real. More this is just what I'm seeing. We're gonna so we're gonna get into DeAndre Jordan a little more in a little in a little bit, but let's start with Rondo. Yes, which we're both in on. Yes, for let's the record. start with Rondo. So, Luke, just just I want you to talk to me a little bit about Rondo. Yeah, and and I to start, mm-hmm. what do you see his role? How is it similar to what it was the last time we saw him on the team? Mm-hmm. But I think crucially, how is it different? Because I think it is going to be different. He's a, he's a sixteen game player. Yeah, playoff Rondo. Yeah, that's all. I want regular... Ray, Rondo doesn't even want to play the regular season. He's made that yeah. abundantly clear. Yeah. So don't. Okay. You know, like like play enough so that you, you get to know your guys, but not nothing beyond that is my opinion. Okay. And I mean, and I, yeah, I'm, I'm down for that because I think... People. And then like, I think go that, win as a playoff game, you know? For sure. I think if you went back and looked at my Twitter, I think like the number of times that I said, like, <laughs> get Rondo out of here uh-huh. during regular season games over the couple years in his first stint with us, uh-huh. probably double digits. <laughs> he didn't want to be there. I didn't want him to be there. No one wanted him to be there. He was just there. I think to me, the key is that the first team that he was on with us, mm-hmm. the first, you know, the championship team, like LeBron James was our starting point guard. We had Avery mm-hmm. Bradley, but for the bubble, we didn't. Mm-hmm. And so, he really kind of was our only point guard. Yeah. That is a hundred percent different this year because we have a starting point guard in Russell Westbrook. Who's going to play 35 minutes a game. Oh yeah. Minimum. Totally minimum. And more than that, probably in the playoffs. Yes. We have a young guy who I think we've invested in and and probably have some, some high hopes for and none Mm -hmm. who I don't think, I don't think we're going to mortgage his future for a ton of Rondo minutes. So I think that his interests probably align with the priorities of the team and the minute uh, minutes availability because like mm-hmm. I just don't think there's going to be a lot of minutes for him in the regular season. I think that he is best used as like a nothing else is working throw on Rondo. Yeah, he's like a later on the on the tools, but then let him do all the mind shit that he does where he like throws <laughs> towels while players are shooting free throws and that's beautiful. That's where he daps what, up the opposing player it, when they're trying to shoot free throws. That, that's what we need. That kind of stuff. Put Rondo in for the free throws at the end of the game. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I could see him in some fourth quarters, like helping us try to close out Me games too. and Me stuff. Too. Yeah. Or, or like like say say for example in, in the last season. This is part of the reason why I'm so in on this. The last season we'd have these weird scoring droughts for like four or five minutes where he just couldn't hit a basket but the defense yes. was good enough that it, it wasn't a blowout but it still is like what the hell happened that's a great time for rondo it's yeah. like go go figure this out go get a bucket for somebody or get get you like an easy layup 
you know, we needed somebody like that. We didn't have him last year. And, and, and it's like, I also like Rondo's mentality a lot more than Schroeder. Schroeder's going to be a punching bag all season. Yeah, of course. But I know that Rondo will attack when he needs to attack the rim mm-hmm. in a in a key playoff. He, he moment. can still cut when he has to. Yeah, and he's. I mean, he still is an athletic, smart guy. Yeah. Who? It, the, he's the drinking is, those collagen smoothies at halftime. He's still feeling good. <laughs> he just can't play too much, and especially yeah. in the regular season, don't even mess with it. Give him just enough burn to get to know the guys and really utilize him as a coach on the floor, like Jared Led, Jared Dudley. So I'll be honest, I I was not thrilled about this signing mm-hmm. when it happened. Mm-hmm. Then the DeAndre Jordan thing happened, and so <laughs> now in in comparison, I'm more in on this. Yeah. I also think I was. I I needed to hear him kind of talk about his role on the team a little bit, mm-hmm. and he has since spoken about his role on the team, spoken about the depth at the guard position, and kind of acknowledged that there aren't a lot of minutes to go around. And that he gets that and that he just like wants to win a championship and that's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling better about it now with a little bit of time gone by because at first I was just like, oh my gosh, another old guy. Like, man. Can I can I give you a little, I think that there's insight there with what we saw with Drummond, what we saw with Schroeder, even a little bit. Well, of none Trez. of the young guys worked out. No, but they worked out in a very specific way way they worked out yeah. like in a public like why am i not playing yeah kind yeah, of yeah. way and then i think i think it's like one of those things that you, you have lebron going to play and be like Psh, nobody under 30 yeah <laughs> <laughs> none of that they're like what about none he's like oh, that's cool yeah it's cool um i get that i get that I, i'm feeling a little better a little bit better about this one mm-hmm. my concern where i could see this going wrong is oh, yeah. like there are ways Believe is that he agree. does end up getting too big of a role mm-hmm. and none ends up not really getting playing time mm-hmm. or none ends up like kind of a de facto shooting guard. Yeah. Um, You'd be and okay then, in that though. And then we see guys like Ellington not get the minutes that I would like to see him get. Ellington might be starting. He should be starting. I think with DeAndre Jordan, I think his likelihood goes way up. I mean, I think he's been penciled in as a starter regardless. I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure because I thought that we'd have somebody like Bazemore in there. Mm, I mean, I so I actually think that I would, I think by the end of the season, actually Bazemore will be pushing him for that starting spot. Mm. Uh, but I still think he gets the start. But I guess my, my point is that like none, I don't know. He's a good catch and shoot three-point guy, but mm-hmm. he's not a great defender. Mm-hmm. He turns the ball over a little bit. I don't know. I just, I don't really, he can, he can play both though. So I, I don't know. Yeah. He, he, yeah, can, he can play both. He, he, he he's can play shooter. both. Yeah. He's a combo guard. And, but anyways, yeah. that's the, yeah. that's the way this goes wrong is we end up yeah. with a bunch of like, I hear you. Rondo none minutes where we're just like, what are we doing here, guys? Like, this is not, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I hear you. And, and, and endangering our very deep set of guards for, somebody like Rondo is a little short-sighted. I mean, so, somebody that we haven't mentioned yet, Malik Monk, he's, he I don't needs some burn. I don't think he's going to play. I know. I'm worried about that, With especially yeah. with the sighting. I'm, I'm even yeah. more worried about that. Yeah, I, I genuinely don't think he's going to play because I, I think he's clearly behind, obviously, like Westbrook, but like Westbrook, uh, Nunn, Rondo, Ellington, 
THT. I think he like is behind all of those guys mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. for guard minutes. And then I didn't even say Bazemore because I think Bazemore probably is more of a natural three, but especially on this team. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Monk gets most of the time a, a DNP coach's decision. Well, you know, what's going to crystallize a lot of those, uh, lineup decisions, whether or not Deandre Jordan is the starting center for the Los Angeles Lakers. Yes. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about DeAndre Jordan and the absolutely ridiculous thing that you just said a couple minutes ago and how these guys fit into the lineup. Week one may be over, but the season's just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off week two, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Head on over to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any Week 2 game to instantly receive $200 in free bets. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total cash prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, Luke. So let's get into this conversation about DeAndre Jordan. God, I really am actually not looking forward to talking to you about this. Because <laughs> now that I... Well, because I don't have a lot, uh, I think I don't have a lot to stand on, to be honest. Like I really tried in preparing for this conversation to make uh-huh. my case. Uh-huh. And and I have, I have plenty of bad things to say about DeAndre <laughs> Jordan, but I'm, I don't just like proposing problems. I like proposing solutions and uh-huh. I don't really have one for mm-hmm. you, which is where I am having a real problem here. So why don't we do this? Yeah. I want you to make your case for okay. the outlandish position yep. you took of that yep. he's going to be our starting center this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say my kind of haterish trolley things. And then I think we can get into a, a broader conversation about kind of the lineup and the team and, and how this is all going to play out. Perfect. Fair? Th- yes, that sounds great. Okay. I'm going right. to launch right in. This is like mini coach's corner right here. Whew. Okay. I might need to go on mute here for a second. Yeah. And just like bang no. my head against the desk. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this is all for you, John. The listeners are just part of this. Like they're 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 like voyeurism right now. This is this is a conversation between me and you. I'm trying to convince you on the merits of DeAndre. Jordan. I don't know if you've ever seen me this distraught during one of these conversations. <laughs> I'm like actively stressed right now about what's about to be said. And I'm, and I'm so I'm so glad that um <laughs> that we have this moment together. All right. Here we go. Again, we have to start from that premise. Vogel, Palinka, all about pressure on the rim, vertical spacing, and then on defense, somebody that is able to uh, play that drop coverage, but in a way that is more protecting the paint rather than switching. And so one of the reasons why I think DeAndre Jordan was ineffective on the Nets 
was that they wanted to switch. Go on. Go on. Well, it was also that he didn't play. <laughs> that, that's why no. it wasn't effective. It was because <laughs> he wasn't on the floor. That's the reason why he didn't play. It was a, it was a philosoph- like a philosophical... Sorry, I'm, be, I'm being a jerk. Keep, keep, no, keep no, going. be a jerk. This is, this is, this is good. This is, what the, this is what the people want. Um, so what I'm saying is they, they had a philosophical difference with how DeAndre Jordan played. Whereas in this situation, Vogel has a philosophical similarity to the way that he plays. DeAndre Jordan is still one of the best in terms of IQ at getting lobs. He's able to position himself in the right place, the right time. He doesn't have the same athleticism okay. that okay. he did. Uh, okay, I'll give you, I'll give you create... the lobs. <laughs> yeah, but this, this, is, this is the important part. He is going to fill that, that JaVale role. He will not play past the first round of the playoffs. I strongly believe that. Okay. And I think that Gundo is head Vogel would say the same thing. I think what they're trying to do is have him eat innings, make make Anthony Davis an, an effective weak side player, which I, I agree with you is not the most effective use, but that's that's why we're gonna save him for the playoffs. And and open us up to be able to do the things on offense to basically just get free points with these lobs. I think that Vogel's Vogel's like to me, his offensive hierarchy is defense first, obviously, get a turnover, get an easy basket. Number two, scramble situation. Just beat him because you're more athletic and more creative. Then when you get in a stuck situation, spam it with a few easy, you know, weak side um, actions and some off-ball screens, nothing too fancy, and see if you can get a lob. <laughs> and then from there, you know, do the other stuff. But it's like, to me, he's like really is like a, like a turnover, fast break guy, scramble offense, or lob are his top three options on offense. It's old school, but it might be so old school that it's new school again. And DeAndre Jordan, to me, fits in really well with that. And also, one other thing that I think is is underrated in his game, and also in some of these older, you know, lob and defensive players, in the very much the same way with Dwight, they are they are good at positioning themselves in two ways: to be able to get tip rebounds where they don't actually control possession, but they're able to trip, tip it to somebody like Russell frickin' Westbrook, who's probably the best guard at gobbling up tip yes. rebounds. And then two, being able to set little off-ball screens with their big bodies to be able to free up a shooter, which is why I think Wayne Ellington is frickin' key in the starting lineup if DeAndre Jordan starts. And that's basically my whole case. I don't have much more than that. It's not yeah. ideal, but <clears throat> it's a lot better than trying to integrate him in the last yeah, third yeah, of the yeah. season I, no, and I'll then make you, him I'll play too that. much will, and then he will, thinks he's yeah, got a big role yes. and it's like yes. way better to be like, hey man, you're playing two shifts. Yes. That's what you do. And then second round of the playoffs and you have that tough conversation. All right. So I have I have some mean things to say. I have a question for you <laughs> and then we can have a productive conversation. <laughs> All right. I will listen to your mean things. And I'm sure that there were DeAndre warranted. Jordan I'm, was I'm a... Yeah. Did not participate coach's decision for all 12 Nets playoff <laughs> games last season. Yeah, but how, how did that work out for the Nets? <laughs> You're saying he was the secret key? <laughs> I'm just kidding. He was I'm the missing kidding. ingredient. I'm just trolling um, you. you on a team that like really needed some size and interior presence. Yeah. They said, right. nah. <laughs> they said, hey... 
yeah, we've got this real big guy who, according to Luke Coach Walton, is good at lobs and drop defense, and we need some interior size Certain a- kinds against of drop a team defense, that's trying to put pressure on the rim. But nah, yep. not him. Not not this guy. <laughs> the season before that, the season yes. before that, he only started six games, losing wow. out to, to really? 21-year-old Jared Allen in mm-hmm. the, the season, right? Right after, both KD and Kyrie took pay cuts to get him on the team. The coach mm-hmm. literally said, I don't give a fuck about your pay cuts. This dude's not starting. <laughs> And it actually cost him his job, basically. <laughs> so, like, that that's where I'm coming from, right? Is, is that, like, mm-hmm. we, we've seen him be brought in by superstars who want, like, I don't know why they would have taken a pay cut if they didn't want to play mm-hmm. with the guy. And have a coach basically say, like, yeah, I don't care about all that. He's not starting. Like, he's not, he's not going to mm-hmm. play a significant role in this team. And then even mm-hmm. when they changed coaches this last season, mm-hmm. the coach was like, when it comes mm-hmm. to the playoffs, like, yeah, no, he's not seeing the floor. Yeah. So that's, you know, like this is not the DeAndre no, Jordan that, we're, that we were used to seeing, you know, across the oh, hall 100%. playing for the Clippers. 100%. Okay, he's a different guy. But let's not forget who that guy was, right? Mm, ooh, that's getting spicy. Okay. Yeah, like he got all these lobs, but he also <laughs> basically couldn't be out there in the fourth quarter. And you had Doc Rivers basically like trying to do his best Zen master impersonation and failing, trying to like talk up his confidence because like he couldn't handle that he wasn't being played in fourth quarters, even though he couldn't make free throws and was getting hacked and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. flashy, but they never won anything. Mm-hmm. So I get what you're saying. But these are my concerns. Yeah. This is this is this is where yeah. my thing is coming from. Valid. The problem though is that like I can't solve the problem of who else is going to round out our center rotation. Because I think mm-hmm. it is fair to say with Marcus All now not on the team. Yes. That we don't we, we don't have enough depth at center. We basically have one. We have Dwight Howard. Because I'm mm-hmm. saying Anthony Davis is power forward because that's what he wants to. To, that's what he wants to be, so that's what I'm going to call him. Mm-hmm. So I acknowledge that we need some depth at center. And as much as I would have, I don't know, tried to sign like, sign like Aaron Baines or something, he's available because he okay. had a freak locker room injury during the Tokyo Olympics where he had some ner- nerve injury. I think he's going to be okay from what I saw. But uh-huh. he got, but, uh-huh. but the Raptors let him go because of it. Hmm. Really? I would have taken a flyer on him. Yeah, I'd take a fire on it. Or, Luke, we could have signed former Laker Ed Davis. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he, he, was a, he was a, like, max guy For, at for one like, point, one off-season before we realized yeah. that wasn't true. Um, so, like, this is the problem I'm having with, with, my, with my hater position, you. okay? Is that, like, mm-hmm. I don't like the idea of this guy having a big role on the team because I have, I have mm-hmm. seen, like, there was a point in time when he was, a really good player and mm-hmm. he's not that anymore. And mm-hmm. I'm I agree. Th- the thing that we always keep talking about is that like, we j- like, we all want to see Anthony Davis be the MVP. Yeah. And I think that this prevents that. I think this actively prevents that 100% because agree. he's standing in the way. 
even if he's smart and knows how to be in the dunker spot in the right way, he's still dragging a defender into the paint, getting in Anthony Davis's <laughs> way. That's mm-hmm. my fundamental issue with this move and why I preferred Mark was because Mark didn't have that problem. Mark could operate from further out. So yes. here's the here's the thing. Like I, I think that I just have to paint some walls for myself to not mm-hmm. tear my hair out this season. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is that mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter who the starting center is in the regular season. Mm-hmm. It absolutely does not matter. It will not matter. And I need to chill out about it and not be so mad. Especially if they only play two yeah, shifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're a I'm you saying know, first starter, and third quarter. Like starter quote. Yeah, like, right. Right. Yeah. Because also, like, right. I don't love the idea of Dwight Howard being our starting center either. Like, no. that no, that doesn't get me out of bed in the morning. Like, that's not great. No, he gets too pumped. Yeah. But I also understand not starting Anthony Davis at center. I, I get not wanting mm-hmm. to ask him to fight against bigger guys the whole season and trying to, you know, mm-hmm. it's not his preferred position, whatever. And also, even if he doesn't start, it doesn't mean he can't yeah. still play a heavier share of those minutes than he has in previous oh, seasons. Yeah. Which he, sh- he should, and I think he will, given the So run. here's where I'm at with this. Yeah. I don't really care between Dwight and DeAndre, who is the starter. I think mm-hmm. we all just have to acknowledge that that's not the best version of our team. That With either of those guys mm-hmm. at, mm-hmm. at the five, not just starting, at any point in time on the court, if one of those two guys mm-hmm. is playing... It's a deficit. It's a. It's like not the best version of our team. It's just not. You. Yeah. There's no way you can argue with me that there's that that the best version of our team in a given moment has one of those two guys on the floor at this point. It, it's just not. I'm. Yeah. Okay. I. I think I do agree with you, but I'm trying to channel what I've learned from Vogel and Polinka, and they they no, might they might. What prove you've right. learned from them is that they don't care about mm-hmm. what the best version of this team is until they absolutely need to. Okay. Yes, I, I I agree with that on a certain surface level, but I also think that there is an element of like like look at Palinka's background in terms of you know his college days and how focused on defense they were and how focused on athleticism and 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 you know like wearing you down it was and then look at Vogel and the way that he's taken players that you don't think of as defensive juggernauts and turn them into defensive juggernauts which is why i think when people are saying that the, the lakers are going to be like a top 18 defensive team I'm like yeah you haven't been watching the last yeah, few years we were the best defense <laughs> last year with our best defenders not playing injured for most of yeah. the season and and he turned people that like don't play in the nba very much like avery, avery bradley into like a potential all defense consideration and then he doesn't come to the bubble and it doesn't yeah, matter that's, well that's the bigger thing is that it didn't matter i i, I don't know i think that that's i'm trying to channel I, what I, i've learned i from get them. it and, I, and and every every regime like i learned a lot from phil jackson and kobe and phil jackson and, and Shaq, and now i'm learning a lot from this this current regime and what i'm trying what i'm trying to get out is that there are there are like it's like a three-act play right but then also in that third act you want to have enough cards to do what the Milwaukee Bucks did to the Phoenix Suns of just grind them down so that by game seven, they just can't do their finesse game anymore. I get that, but I also am looking at this team and saying like, I don't think we have Mm -hmm. a lack of rim pressure without DeAndre Jordan. I agree. I'm trying to say on the the other end and also on the screen setting end. I think that I think that DeAndre Jordan potentially opens up our offense in terms of weak side actions with screens and being smart about rebounding. 
so that on particularly defensive rebounds, Russell Westbrook's able to get on a fast break. And the reason why we got Russell Westbrook is to unlock Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is the most important yes. player on the entire Los Angeles Lakers, and he has been for a long, long time. We just we can't get over it because LeBron James yeah. is on the team too, but AD is the number yeah. one. So, so look, I, we, me, me saying that, yeah. the, that the best version of this team does not have DeAndre Jordan on the floor, it's not saying that, the, yeah. that he doesn't give a, it's not saying that there's, that he doesn't provide a contribution to the team. Okay. I'm not mm-hmm. saying, mm-hmm. I'm just saying that like, if, if you're going to run out your closing lineup or whatever, he's not yeah. in it. He's just not like, it's, I agree. it's just, I agree. if you I were agree. to say no, like, right. put your best five right. guys on the floor, he's not in that lineup, mm-hmm. but, ne- but neither is Dwight. But, but you can't but, play that. You can't play that lineup the whole game. That's not how basketball no. works. It, it, no. it is a. It is a. It is a multi-act performance, as you're saying, right? It is yes. about showing things, changing things, presenting with something, and then coming back with something else, wearing people down so that you can put your best guys out there at the end of the game and have them be in a position to dominate. So I, 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 I get mm-hmm. all that. Just like we saw with Kobe over and over and over again, where he, he'd, he'd always be the most like physically fit and ready for that last yeah. act yeah. of the play. In the same way that Anthony Davis, that's his greatest weakness, and everybody roasts him for it. But maybe it's maybe this whole five thing is just like actually self-realization and, and, and understanding himself, like know thyself kind of stuff so you can know thy enemy. If Maybe it's not he doesn't want to play the five or he doesn't want to be an MVP. Maybe he realizes like, Hey man, if I do that, I can't be like what I was in the bubble. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I, I think all he I'm, can. All but... I'm trying to say, all <laughs> I'm trying to say is, all I'm trying to say is, for 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 my sanity's sake, this season, yes. I I my guess is that there are some Laker fans out there listening that are feeling the same way, who have felt this with oh, this definitely. team. Okay, the number of times that yes. you and I have talked about this team in terms of like. Oh my God, if they would just like play their best guys together more or like if they would just let Anthony Davis and LeBron James run some high pick and roll, they would be unstoppable, Mm -hmm. right? There's this stuff that the team like keeps holding back from us, which doesn't matter when you win the title, but when you don't, then it's like, why? It makes me start to question, right? It makes me start to be like, are they missing mm-hmm. something? Is, is there something that they're not seeing or are they trying to hold it back for too long? You're not the only one feeling yeah. so, that though because Frank Vogel has a one year I know. deal. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So my all my point is to say is because of all of that, I think that I uh, just have to like for the regular season, chalk it up to like yeah. it's the regular season. Yeah. And be like... You got to remember and, what it's like to be, be a Lakers like, fan I don't care who the starter is. <laughs> I don't care if this is the best exactly. version of the team or not. Right. Just so we're, long as just so we're, long as you're not like hurting things for later. But it's gonna we're gonna feel that even more because Russell Westbrook's gonna be on ball more than LeBron James, more than LB, yeah. LBJ. So like that's gonna be one of the most ultimate like it's you're you're gonna watch a ridiculous amount of Russell Westbrook, DeAndre Jordan pick and rolls where LeBron and AD are spacing. That should happen a total of zero times. I know. It's going lot, to happen a lot, a lot more yeah. than zero yeah, times. Yeah, for sure. But people also forget that Le- LeBron is an elite off-ball player. We're going we to see nev- it, and we've I'm never really gotten to see that. It. So that'll very be cool, too. about it. 
Totally. And also, Le- LeBron James is the best uh, power forward playing five, like actual yeah, power forward. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not yeah. talking like an Embiid or an AD. But, like, if you're going to, like, for example, when uh, the Clippers put out uh, Morris as their yeah. five and we put out yeah. LeBron yeah. James as yeah. our five, we're going to see some of that, I think, this, maybe not this season, but potentially in the next playoffs. So, let, let me ask you this. You said, like, gun to his head, Vogel would tell you DeAndre is not going to play yeah. past the first round of the playoffs at most. Yeah. So who? What is the starting lineup? If you're saying that DeAndre Jordan is the starting center on the like default lineup, mm-hmm. round two, then what are you envisioning? Is that are they are they at that point saying like okay, Anthony slide over, or is it Dwight? Yeah. Or are we buying signing another buyout center that's gonna? <laughs> right, right. I sure hope yeah. not. That that is. We saw how poorly that went last year with Drummond. I do think that if we had Drummond from the beginning of the season, we might have had a slightly so this, different story. I was going to ask you this also. Yeah. Would you rather have Drummond this season coming back than signing DeAndre Jordan? This this brings up something that I meant to talk about earlier, but I totally forgot about talking about. Drummond is too early in his journey into turning into a role yeah. player. DeAndre has accepted yeah. it. Dwight is accepted a long yeah. time ago. Dwight is now like one of the ultimate locker room yeah, he's presences. Like, he, and, like, and, what? Yeah, and he's like... He's defended Ben Simmons yeah, and stuff. It's yeah. great. Yeah, so actually, I like, my my Mund hating is going to continue and that I would prefer DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> no way. I, would, I was not I expecting that. I would prefer DeAndre Jordan to Andre Drummond. Because again... I, because of the same reason? Same yeah, reason? Be, because nothing shows me that Drummond uh-huh. understands that he shouldn't be crossing dudes up and trying to do like 360 layups from the three-point line during crucial moments of games yes he's not shown me that he has realized that like you save that for the drew league and you don't do that in meaningful nba basketball games deandre jordan knew that from college he's he's been a lob and defense guy since then man he was like, well, he was one of the, like, how many lob and defense guys? Remember when that was like a big Tyson Chandler? Yeah. And that was like a, a sea change in the NBA where it was like the big man now is not the focal point of your offense. He's more of this weird utility thing, but that's also really valuable. He was part of that old guard. It's interesting. Yeah, I think he was kind of the tail end of it. He was like the last guy still doing it. Yeah, and getting yeah, paid yeah, a lot yeah, for it. Yeah. But, but, I, like he, 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 he was Amari, part of that Amari, Amari kind of did that, and like, yeah, but Amari was like a little bit more of like a, in the same way that like Drummond wants to be, where it's like he had more of a, yeah, he had game. more in his bag. That's fair. De- DeAndre never really had an. He doesn't have game. a bag. He's he just yeah. But like his bag, okay. I I think that I think that it's funny. Like certain certain okay. Let me, let me rewind really far. One of the things that I didn't like about LeBron James when he was younger, as I was a Kobe fan, was he didn't have a bag. He was just athletic. But it took me a while to realize that it's not just being athletic to do the things that he was doing. It's like, yeah, he can jump over a guy and dunk on him, but he also understands the angle and the way that the defender's looking and like all the, and the angle of the shot and all these like little things that are actually finesse. The the finesse of power is what I'm trying to say. The, the things that like add up to make you, you, you don't a good pay him because he can dunk over the guy. You pay him because he knows when to dunk over the guy and when not to <laughs> dunk over the guy, which is the thing that Drummond does not understand. 
Drummond, Drummond no. doesn't have that. But I do think that DeAndre Jordan, even yeah, with his he does. He does. far less athleticism, I he think does. he understands those moments and those those tip out rebounds, which again, like I don't even, they're, they're definitely counted, but they're not like that doesn't count as a rebound, right? If you just kind of get a hand on it, uh, you don't control don't, the ball. I actually so. don't know. I don't know how the counting stats work yeah. for that. Yeah. I know for sure that whatever is second spectrum, whatever. Yeah. Vance stat nerdy stuff. <laughs> one of those. One of those it's, it's called second things. spectrum tracking data. Yes. <laughs> all right. Okay. I got you it. You said got all it. the words, was, but was, with some other. <laughs> Noises in between. <laughs> I was I, if, if we were broadcasting the video, you would have seen me pleading for John's <laughs> eyes. Am I saying this right? Um, anyway, I digress. Um, trying to basically just trying to say that there's there are techniques to being a good, you know, two shift Javale McGee yeah, style player. Yeah, and DeAndre Jordan might even be better at playing some of those roles than Javale McGee was. And I thought he played those roles quite well. Yeah, even though he's not as as athletic. Between the two, I'd take Javale. Me too. At this point, Me too. but I was going to ask. I you could that. see DeAndre Jordan giving us a little bit more upside potentially. Yeah. Ah, hell if I if know. He, I just want to see AD. Yeah. <laughs> if he but, plays you know. the Javale role, and I would yeah. like to see him play it less than Javale did, for the AD reasons okay. that we talked about, because we. And yeah, because we were all really excited when the Russ signing, when the Russ trade mm-hmm. happened, that we heard that mm-hmm. there were these clandestine meetings where Anthony Davis said, I'll play more five. So we all yeah. want to see that, right? So, so Me too. yeah, I, yeah well, I know that I literally screamed that I was out on DeAndre Jordan, and, and I am, your but wife. I can't tell you what yes. I would prefer. Yeah. So I'm out on it, but like, I, I get it. Uh, Cousins. No. I've seen a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'd rather DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, because Cousins is still trying to prove something. I think exactly yeah. that. That's the whole. That's my whole yeah. thing. Is we got we have a guy from the beginning of the season that is able to understand his role and isn't trying to prove something like Drummond yeah. or Cousins yeah. or somebody. So I think that's a big deal. So for all that, I'm I, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm like I'm out because yeah. I just wish that there was something different. But I also acknowledge that there isn't for another sure. alternative. This was kind of yeah. the only option. Mm-hmm. And could you, but could you imagine this this team with Gasol from like six years ago? Oh, oh gosh! I mean, that would be amazing. You're talking Mark from six years you know. ago, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah. would be yeah. sick, right? Amazing, that'd be amazing. I also think that's kind of endemic to being a Laker fan. It's just being like, yeah, but like, what if? What if <laughs> like, we had what, a younger if, version if, like, of this guy? <laughs> yeah, or like, what if like Kevin Durant was like the four and he was the five? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, we didn't get to stuff crazy this year. Dang. <laughs> so it's it's in us. Yeah. And I, like I'm I'm not trying to I'm not trying to hate on that from you either because I have it too. Where it's like, mm, DeAndre well, Jordan. you know, the <laughs> funny thing is, I actually have like the inverse desires for okay. DeAndre Jordan and Rajon okay. Rondo. Oh, interesting. I want as little Rondo as possible in the regular season, and I want mm-hmm. him to have a role in the playoffs. I hear and you. I want like yep. DeAndre Jordan to have a role on the regular season and as little of him as possible in the playoffs. Great. Like that, that's, that's and I think that's why I'm like, that's why I can be like in on uh-huh. Rondo because I care more about the playoffs. And so I'm like, ah, I yes. see how this guy can help us in the playoffs. We signed DeAndre Jordan. Yes. And I'm like, I'm not worried about making the playoffs and I don't see this guy helping us win in the playoffs. So like making the playoffs uh, healthy, you know? So yeah. that's, I think that's where I, where I'm coming from with it. So, I yes. just have to stuff that down, keep mm-hmm. it locked away, and not just 
not be a hater all season. We we hinted at this, but I want to talk about lineups a little bit more. I I am with you. I think that Wayne Ellington has to be in the starting five if DeAndre Jordan is in the starting five. If DeAndre Jordan was not, and it, say it was AD at the five, what would your lineup be? I guess that might be more of a playoff. Lineup. No, it's a good question. So, uh, I mean, Kent Bazemore is definitely in it. Yeah. And then I think at this point it's Ellington still, okay. but okay. I could see Ariza cracking it. Mm. I'm torn. Ariza's like, he's, I need to I, see I, him to be honest. I, I yeah. gotta see him. Yeah. Exactly. He, he's had a weird couple of years. Yeah. He joined the heat and he looked terrible, but he, he it was in a kind of a weird way where he yeah. hadn't been playing for a while. Didn't go to the bubble. He looked good when he was playing with Portland before the bubble. Yeah, so, so I think I think that if we yeah. if AD is our center and LeBron yes. is our you know presuma, presumably presumably power forward and and Russell Westbrook's mm-hmm. out there, I definitely think it's Kent Bazemore, uh, mm-hmm. and then I I personally at this moment would assume that Wayne Ellington would be that fifth guy, but for a closing lineup or something like. Mm-hmm. Closing is if Ariza if Ariza is, is still a, agree. a kind of rangy defender, so. which I, mm-hmm. I he, you know he's not quite as switchable as he once was. He needs to play a little. He mm-hmm. has to play a little bigger, slower guys than he used to. But then again, but Vogel, Vogel doesn't, really doesn't like ca- switching. Well, he also doesn't care about point of attack <laughs> defense. So <laughs> yeah, right. Um, he's he's all about the point of attack for Vogel, at least from what I understand, is more about controlling and pushing in a direction. Yeah. It's like it. It's like kind of like tai chi, yeah. <laughs> or like judo, rather than like like pinning yeah. somebody. I, I think to be honest, I actually think that that fifth spot. Mm-hmm. I, let me let me say why I put Baysmore in. Before. <laughs> You're gonna say Carmelo. No, no. <laughs> Carmelo I think that there and- are actually moments where that could happen. Just if we just need the shooting, if it's like. If oh, it's yeah. just like oh, we're down gonna, and we just need Melo's gonna oh, play. I also where I actually Mello's do see Melo playing and, and i would yeah. be supportive of it is in like um offense defense like lineup changes at the end of games when we're playing like a, a free throw game you know what i'm okay. talking about where it's like yeah foul rotate guys in free throw another foul rotate a different set of guys right because you're like all right now we're putting in our rebounders okay now we're putting in our shooters mm-hmm. now we're putting our rebounders back in now we're, right i could see him mm-hmm being in those mm-hmm. shooting lineups where we're going to take him out before he has to go on defense. That'd be I, great. I could see him. That's an ideal I could see him. him. He, he's going to play more than you I know. want him to. That's going to be another frustration. But again, this is, this is where I'm going to fall back on my, I just can't get mad about yeah. regular season minutes allocations. I'll get mad about it in the oh, playoffs. But you will. I know, oh, but, but you I got to try to not. <laughs> I got to try to not. So look, you're gonna have plenty to talk about I, on a podcast. I, I think you for me it. in the in the Anthony Davis center lineup, I put Kent Bazemore yeah. in fourth, not in the four, not at the four, okay. but he's the fourth guy for me because uh-huh. I think he is the most well-rounded sort of wing. Yeah, you know, I hear you. I think Vogel's gonna really like his yeah, style. Of play he can too. defend for all of his faults. I think that he's a Vogel yeah, guy. I think he can defend. He's our best like defender slash shooting wing. Mm-hmm. And then I think the fifth spot, honestly, is going to be like a heat check kind of thing 
to be honest. I think mm-hmm. it could be Ellington mm-hmm. if he proves to be the the type of elite shooter that we that we want him to be. Dude. But like I know that everybody's everybody's shooting percentages drop by like ten percent once they enter I staples. I don't know why. But man, am I rooting for this guy because we need it. You, you you remember how much I was talking about last season? Like, damn, if we just had somebody that could shoot off a damn I dribble. I know. Like, especially in that Sun series, if you could just have somebody that could like one of the things that I was complaining about is that our team would either all be hot or all yeah. be cold. There was there was no like distribution yeah. of it. It was just everyone was like a bunch of like a fish in a stream that was just schooling yeah. together. Ellington's the kind of guy like I I could see that I could see Baysmore, Ariza, maybe Monk, Nun, but Ellington and Mello are the two guys the that I could shooters. see. Like, yeah, I don't they're care the pure, what you guys Yeah, are they're doing. the pure yeah. shooters who are like I don't really care if I'm shit's bogged down. I'm going to bank <laughs> yeah. this three. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> three is yeah. three. You yeah. know. Yeah. No, I hear you. I'm glad that we have those kind of guys. Even though, like, look at their defensive rating. Oh, Ariza's <laughs> 114. Melo is awful. Sorry. 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 <laughs> Anthony. Anthony. Carmelo Anthony's is awful. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's bad. Yeah. But I mean, Ariza's ain't too good either. He's yeah. This this um season is going to be the ultimate. Like we were saying, Frank Vogel defensive season to see was it the players was it Vogel? Because if he pulls if he pulls out a top even a, okay, I'm gonna go even top ten defense with this team. No, we got Anthony Davis top eight defense with this team. That's impressive. That that's not just personnel. That's coaching. Yeah. From watching backstage Lakers, the dude for all of his weird powerpoints where he's got like memes and movie clips. They're all on defense yeah. and all the players are in slides and like mocking up weird. It's like practice, but not really practice, but it's just saying force this guy left, force this guy right, force this guy to Anthony Davis, put this guy on the wing. It's like, it's like, and then go get a bucket. Yeah. And then, yeah, you, <laughs> no... you guys will figure out how to make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a professional basketball player. Yeah. You, <laughs> can, you can pass, shoot and dribble. <laughs> All right. Anything else on lineups or DeAndre or anything else before I take us out? No, nah, man. There, there is plenty for us to talk about. I'm sure that there will be more happenings within this team. I just want to see do. it. I just want to. Well, we're see getting it. very close. So I think one of the next ones. I don't know if it'll be the next one. If I say it'll be the next podcast, it certainly won't. It'll so never happen. One of yep. these podcasts, we'll, we'll do our our uh, season preview. We'll make some predictions. Yep. Mailback pod. Yeah. Yeah. Mailback pod. We'll make some, uh, we'll do our Olympics pod. Um, uh, <laughs> we'll make some predictions and stuff like that. But Luke, you're not going to have to wait too much longer to see these guys. Yeah. So the season is upon us. We have, again, more than half of our games are nationally televised. Hallelujah. Yes. We don't yes. have to pay for league pass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm local market. Um, so I'm good. You bastard. Um, yeah, so our first preseason game against the Nets is less than a month away. It's October third. We're recording this. I had no we're idea. recording this on the twelfth. October third. So yeah, we're almost we're, there, we're like man. Two and a half weeks away, basically. I I gotta prepare my fiance. Be like, it's. I know. I've had to start again. telling my wife, like, hey, it's coming up. <laughs> Notice that I'm not watching these football games right now. I'm like banking hours. For, yeah, right. <laughs> um. And then, crazy enough, the first regular season game against the Warriors is just a little uh-huh. over a month away. It's October 19th. Wow. That, it feels early. I feel like we normally start around Halloween. I don't know why. 
Well, I mean, for us, it doesn't really start until after Christmas. <laughs> yeah. nice. I'm stoked. I'm stoked to play the Warriors too. It, Clay's not going to be back though, right? He's going to be like mid-season. Uh, I'm actually. I don't know his timetable. I'm actually. Oh, let me let me see if I can find that real quick. All right, I'll take us out while you're doing that. That can be our post sample. I want to thank all of our followers for tuning in to the DeAndre Jordan Starting Center Rally Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Coach Walton, <laughs> and the man that hates on our savior, DeAndre Jordan, is Jonathan Analyst Gilly. <laughs> I want to invite you all to please subscribe to the pod on the Apple Podcast apps, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on social media. You can find our links at LukeWaltonTalksLakers.com. It's like slash Luke Walton Laker in most cases. Yeah. Looks like December return for Clay would be like about, about okay. right. Yeah. I'm be rooting for that guy. Yeah. This is your big man, really hater dude. analyst, signing off. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you're not alone. I know that a lot of people hey, feel that way. When we did that Instagram poll, I was in the minority in terms of people who were happy that that were not happy that we signed DeAndre Jordan. So, oh yeah, yeah, the vast minority. But he's a name. Like, he's a name, man. It's like he has a name. It's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. He, he I know was it's a, a name that people he, recognize. I don't know if he was like, in was he in an all-star game? He's an all-star caliber player. Yeah, he's been point. an all-star. Come okay. on, man. Really? I I could see him <laughs> not being. <laughs> uh he's a one-time all-star. Okay, there you he's go. He's a two-time So is Julius Randle. He's a two-time <laughs> total rebound champ. He's a two-time all-defensive nice. player and a three-time all-NBA nice. player. So put some respect on his name, Luke. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, man, those, those former all-defensive players and former all-rebounding players. Yeah, they tend just to do saying, well on this team. That a, lot, a lot of that's, that's in true. the head, not that's just true. in the body. So rooting for these dudes and excited to see them. Dang, October 3rd and 19th. Thanks for Coming chatting, up. John. Sorry for uh, bringing all it's this. Okay, I feel better. You helped me work life. it out. It's like a, it, you know, it's like Good. a, like a, um, Good, you know, like when you have like a, you know, like a, like a muscle that you need to get worked out. You got to get that lasted out. You know, it hurts, right. but then exactly. it's good. You, you got to dig in there a little yeah. bit. Yep, yep. <laughs> that's that's what we're here for. This is what Luke Walton Lakers is about. It's a group Lakers exactly. community. That's exactly right. It's a therapy session. We're a Theragun. We're a Theragun right near your holes. And on that note, See you, Luke. thank you for listening. See you guys next time. Bye.